Hello, Elle. Hi, Jake. How are you doing? Good, thank you. How's it going? How's the week been? Ah, not too bad, not too bad. Still fighting the vegan cause. Still getting pushed back from pretty much everyone. I thought you were going to say the vegan cold then or some kind of illness. I was like, where's that came from? (laughs) Oh, no. We vegans don't get sick. I swear, man. I swear by it. (laughs) Happy to see the nice weather. The springtime is here, has arrived. Yes, it has. El, your page looks pucker. I've got a food takeaway business with all kinds of food pictures going on. Right. And I've got to admit that yours looks better. So if you ever Aww. if you ever need to um, change jobs, let me know. Because uh, <laughs> obviously mine's not up to scratch. You uh, no. are the editor of a magazine. No, I uh, write for a magazine. Sorry. Uh, yeah. Where did I get editor from? Is that the same thing? No. Maybe it's just the vibe I give off. Who knows? I don't know what an editor is, to be honest, but uh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, the um, the editor is the person in charge of the magazine. I just go out and do all the research and some of the writing. Oh, okay, what, what what's the magazine? So it's a company called VLand UK, and yeah. it was set up by a man called Will, who is amazing, and he set up to create a vegan community and to share all the latest products and all the latest vegan news. Um, and he also runs events sometimes, which he invites people to just to try and spread the cause with VLAND UK. Uh, and the type of things that I do is food reviews. I go and try out food at different restaurants and then write reviews on those. And I also look at product reviews too. Mm-hmm. Um, I am very, very new to the team. So I only have my first article coming out, I believe, in about two weeks or so. Yeah, lovely. And what um, what kind of article is it? What do you so, um, I won't go too much into it just because I don't want to take away from the actual article. Mm. Uh, but we do have a cafe in Blackpool called the Cozy Jazz Cafe, uh, which is literally like the coziest cafe in the world. And the owner, Josh, he just he is amazing. He plays saxophone. He plays all the instruments and he just makes people feel so welcome. And um, everything is plant based, of course. Yeah. And he, yeah, he's just great. Um, so it's just about the spirituality and all the things that Josh brings to the vegan community in Blackpool. Lovely. What so he plays live music as well as selling coffees and vegan food? So he does in the evening. Sometimes he will play actual music, but during the day, it's not unusual for him to just grab a saxophone and just start playing it throughout the cafe. Um, oh, I which need, is I, a... I need to step it up, man. I need to, <laughs> I need to learn some some, uh, some instrument, man. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to learn the guitar at the moment, and it is so difficult. Is it's it? so hard. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll keep watching piano videos lately. Um, I've got. I have little spells of um, YouTube uh, watching, and uh, lately it's uh, pianos and uh, and professional pianist, pianists, pianists, um, pianist. Yeah. Did you ever see uh, Wintergarten on YouTube? Who? Sorry. Wintergarten. No, no. So he's a musician who built his own piano from scratch, like from every single element of the piano was built from scratch. And it took him, I think he might still actually be working on it, uh, but it's been about three years now. So really? every single piece of that piano he's put together, yeah. Oh, well, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna put that in my notes and that'll be my next YouTube <laughs> video. <laughs> Have a look. It's, it, it's a wormhole to fall down, though. It's like hundreds of hours of content. Oh, really? Yeah. Good deal. 
Yeah, I'll have a look at that, definitely. It's, um, how are you getting on with the guitar? All good? Um, I mean, I played a chord last night, so that's good. Heavy stuff or just kind of light acoustic? Um, more acoustic style. Um, yeah. I'm trying to learn Twinkle Twinkle Little Star just to try and yeah. just to try and bridge the gap, but it's not going very well at all. <laughs> I'm sure you'll get there. Elle, Fingers crossed. Your yeah. page. Do you? Is, are you just? Is that just personal recipes um, you do, or do you? Are you in some um, kind of food business, or? So it's a combination of things. I don't work professionally in any restaurant or anything like that. Everything I've learned has been self-taught. Yeah. All from watching YouTube videos, um, Young Man Cooking on um, YouTube is amazing. And I believe that he's recently partnered with Omni in the States to try and deliver Omni products through recipes over there, which is great. Um, but my the whole purpose of my page is to show people that veganism isn't just lentils and pulses and tofu and that you can lead a vegan lifestyle in the way that you always have lived, if that makes any sense. So, for example, my mum won't touch anything vegan at all. And I said to her, even if you just swap out mints for a textured vegetable protein, or if you look at a brand like Omni with their mints or this mints or something like that, it's just one small change because the majority of the recipe is, is vegan. Um, and something that really annoys me is when people say, oh, vegan food, I can't, I don't like vegan food, you know, it's not for me. And they treat it like it's this dirty little cultist extremist kind of thing. Um, and I tend to say, well, do you like McDonald's fries? Yes. Do you like apples, bananas, pears, fruits, vegetables, nuts, all those kinds of things? And they're like, well, yeah. And I'm like, well, 80% of your diet then is already vegan. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah. why not just... My uh, brother showed me a post the other day of a bloke who, um, I don't know what he was doing, but he, he basically said the, the vegan diet made him bloated. Um, and then he, <laughs> he posted about his new diet and what he was eating. And mm. uh, my brother showed me that his diet was like 90% vegan. So he, so right. the, 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 apparently the 10% was making him bloated, even though 90% of right. his diet was vegan anyway with a little bit of meat. Um, it, it's... People are so quick to yeah. jump on the idea that if something out of the ordinary is occurring, like adapting to a vegan lifestyle or something along those lines, if something goes wrong, it must be because of the vegan diet. But yeah. NHS, you know, something else that really annoys me actually is the NHS will say, oh, on the better plate, you know, the eat well plate thing, you must have dairy to get your calcium intake. You must eat, uh, I think it's uh, two portions of meat, or you must not eat much red meat or all that kind of stuff. And but if you look at it, 80% of that plate is a, is vegan. They don't market it that way, but they mm. focus more on oh well, you should only have two portions of fish a week. You should limit your red meat rather than saying it has been scientifically proven in medical journals and research that a plant-based diet can actually improve cholesterol, it can lower blood pressure it can help in the fight against cancer it can stop um, cancer cells from multiplying and all of these things that are scientifically proven to help they don't focus on that because yeah. well I don't I don't really know why they don't but yeah. it really annoys me as someone who used to work for the NHS and someone who's been in hospital and been refused access to food because they didn't have a vegan option available mm. it's disgusting and it is discriminatory yeah, and it's um, somebody said the other day about hospital calf selling 
processed meat in particular, not just meat, processed Absolutely. meat, yeah. when that's been obviously listed as a, as a carcinogenic. Um, yeah. It's nuts. And I was just going to show you this. You Google healthy food. I see, I did this with someone the other day. Uh, they was talking about mm. the carnivore diet. And, um, you know, I just Googled healthy food. And on there, you <laughs> will not find anything to do with the carnivore Feed. diet. It's all colourful, colourful food, yeah. Um, yeah. That's a nice one to use if uh, if the if the topic ever pops up. Just pop <laughs> pop open healthy food on Google. Uh, El, yeah. your vegan journey has yeah. it been a long one, a short one? Are you um, a veteran? So I've been on and off for a while. Um, I have always veered towards the cheese option. So before going vegan, I would always be uh, veer towards the vegetarian option rather than the meat option because to me it just felt icky. It felt dirty. That. I was eating a literal animal. This isn't just, you know, this isn't just a piece of meat that's been grown in a lab. This is a piece of meat that's come from an animal that was purposefully bred in captivity and treated absolutely disgustingly. And for a long time, I thought that being vegetarian was enough. I thought, you know, I'm saving animals. I'm doing everything I can to try and help them. And being an animal lover, I thought that I was doing the right thing. And then earlier, I want to say late 2021, early 2022, so we're talking about a year and a half roughly ago, I decided that um, I needed to look into my diet and the nutrition because I've been through weight loss surgery. So malnourishment and all those kinds of things are second nature to me now. And going through my diet, I was looking and I was realizing that I was eat I'd be walking into the kitchen and like eating a block like eating chunks out of a block of cheese which obviously isn't great for anyone. Um so yeah. I started looking at my diet and then I realized that I'm not really I'm only doing half a job by cutting meat out. What I needed to do was I needed to cut dairy out and I watched Cowspiracy and that was it. Overnight I was done. Like I Roman haven't touched try that. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing, isn't it? Is that it's bridging that disconnect because um, I have all the respect in the world for vegetarians who've paved the way for vegans to live the way that we do. But equally, it's a double-edged sword because in my opinion, which may not stand for very much, but in my opinion, cutting out meat isn't enough because the dairy industry is just as barbaric and when you truly look at these things and you look at, say, let's say, for example, the idea of feminism. So feminism is the idea that all beings are treated equally. You know, you have respect for everyone. But where is that line drawn? Is it drawn at humans? Does it go over to animals? So these animals that are raped and impregnated and forced to carry children that just get ripped away from them. Does that not go against the very idea of feminism? Mm. And as a woman... I only put this together a couple of days ago. As a woman, I don't understand how anyone can eat a chicken breast. Mm. You're eating the literal breast of a chicken. And yeah. then I thought to myself, well, what's a rump steak? A rump steak is a piece of cow ass. Cow ass. Is, cow ass. Is that, is that really what people want to be putting into their bodies? Um, and yeah. just to solidify just how bad it is, I was speaking to a family friend the other day and I explained that I'm working with a vegan magazine now. And she said, oh, I don't want to hear about all that vegan stuff. You know, I'm not interested in that. So I showed her my Instagram page where I've been making vegan salmon, vegan poached eggs, all those kinds of things. And she was like, oh, it just looks like the real stuff. Mm. And I was like, 
Well, yeah, of course it yeah. does, because that's just how good the quality of food is now. Yeah. Um, but she actually said, and I quote, oh, no, 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 I don't want to hear about all these baby lambs that, you know, unfortunately lose their lives. I don't want to hear about that. I want to just be able to enjoy my meat and eat it. And I was like, well, that's the issue. That is the if, absolute issue. If you don't issue. want to see it and hear about it, what if, if you're the one who, who makes it happen, what... Yeah. Surely you deserve to see it, and exactly, and it's, it's mad, isn't it? And going back onto the feminist thing, it's, it's interesting. A few days ago, my mm -hmm. missus said um, she she knows more men ve uh, vegan, vegans who are men than women, mm -hmm. which is yeah. which is nuts. Because if you you know you just said about the pregnancy thing and yeah. you know, the feminist thing and women having yeah. that attachment to children and giving birth yeah. and whatever. Um, you'd think that surely there'd be more but i don't know if there is there probably is you know yeah. overall but uh, especially the people we know um there's more men than, than absolutely than women i don't know about yourself in my opinion there's more men that are vegan as well um yeah. i tend to find that female vegans or the the females that become vegan are more activists which is great because you know we do have that emotional attachment we do have that ability to bear children so we can empathize with what happens to cows in the dairy industry uh, specifically um but i sometimes find myself walking around a supermarket and i'll look at these mothers with their children i'm not a mother myself i can't be that's something you know mm. it's not really for discussion here but i can't be a mother so to me helping to try and limit the amount of cows that are used for the wombs that are forcibly impregnated is something I feel quite passionate about. Um, but I'll look at these mothers with their children in the supermarkets and the trolleys will be sky high with chicken breasts and with steaks and all those kinds of things. And in a way, you can't really... I feel sick because I know the truth behind what happens but if you try and speak out about it suddenly you're a cult or you're a cultist or you don't know what you're talking about or people just don't want to hear it but I've reached a stage in my life where I refuse to feel any form of guilt for your discomfort mm. if you feel uncomfortable with what I'm saying it's because you know that what you're doing is wrong mm. you just don't want to acknowledge it um so yeah it makes me feel really sick and one of the worst things was last weekend in Blackpool, we had the Young Farmers AGM. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. I haven't, no. Actually, maybe, maybe, yeah. Maybe. So um, every year, the Young Farmers, I think there's about 16,000 of them, they all descend on Blackpool and they come up for a big conference at the Winter Gardens and then they just go and get smashed around town all weekend, causing as much trouble and havoc as they can. And I was driving up the prom, um, I want to say Saturday, and the amount of female farmers that I saw was, and these are young farmers, these are people that are under 30. Mm. So, you know, this is a new generation of farmers. The amount of women that I saw in these farmers, out, you know, like the farmer AGM t-shirts, I'm in Blackpool for this conference type situation, it knocked it made me feel sick to my core because I thought to myself you can almost understand men who so I'm going to try and explain this without being overly controversial yeah. you can almost understand that men would have the 
masculine side of them where, you know, killing animals makes me feel really powerful, playing God, all that kind of thing. Because I don't believe there's any such thing as a compassionate farmer, no matter what the supermarkets tell you. There is no compassion in farming. But to see that women are involved in this too, mm. no, you know, to see that they see what happens to these cows, to see, you know, it just baffles me. Yeah. Absolutely baffles me. I don't understand it at all. Surely they should make more of a connection to the the um, pregnancy side of it and the, you know, the 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 capturing of the children and that and the cars. Yeah. And Surely they'd make more of a connection than, than a man would. You'd think so. Yeah. Um, you'd think so, but then I don't think very many people have actually thought about the connection between veganism and feminism. And I think it's a, a case of these people have clearly come from farming families where they've been taught, you know, um, well, they've been taught the cognitive dissonance. There is no, there's nothing here for you to worry about. We're compassionate. We care about our animals. And you only really need to look at the sustainability reports for all the big supermarkets to see just how insidious this idea has gone into society. So at Sainsbury's, their chief executive released a statement saying that they recognise that they have a responsibility to drive lasting change, which is why they're helping everyone eat better one plate at a time. And yet they're selling meat, they're selling dairy, they're selling all of these things. So are they putting profit above customers and consumers yeah. or are they actually selling products that are healthy for us i think i know the answer to that yeah um yeah, yeah. and the only people that there's two things that matter to supermarkets number one is the relationship they have with farmers and number two is the profit that they make mm. yeah. and it's it's pretty much as simple as that but i did a comparison with all the sustainability reports for morrison's morrison's tesco sainsbury's aldi and lidl mm. And out of all of those, I mean, they all fo focus on the Red Tractor scheme and how Red Tractor holds the highest possible standards, et cetera, et cetera. But if you've seen Hogwood... Carry on. If you've seen Hogwood, you'll know that yeah. the Red Tractor scheme isn't very thorough. It allows these farms to go through the nets and they refer to, and this is the bit that got me the most, they refer to themselves as humane. It's just, it's like the RSPCA, isn't it? The 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 RSPCA. Well, they're involved too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all linked, isn't it? And they'll they'll yeah. uh, they'll put a stamp on it and say that's RSPA um, approved. Yeah. And you're like, you're going against what you stand for. You're literally exactly. you're literally going yeah. against what 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 your company stands for. It's, but God forbid you point that out to anyone because you can't break that cycle for people. You can't no, no, break no. the illusion. Um, but yeah, humane doesn't exist. Mm. Compassionate farming doesn't exist. You can tell me, I mean, I, as I was reading through it, I was even thinking to myself, if I didn't know better, I think I'd probably fall for this. I'd believe in it because everything was very, we're so compassionate, we're ethical, we're moral. And then I was thinking to myself, you are killing things on a day, you are killing animals on a daily basis. Mm. Um, but at what stage do you draw the line between... I mean, you wouldn't kill a child. Mm. So why would you kill an mm. animal? Yeah. Or is it okay to kill animals because they're quote-unquote dirty creatures or yeah. something along those lines? Um, yeah. I've, always, just... I've, I've always wondered where the line is. Um, you know, I, my mate went over um, on a hike not long back uh, a few weeks ago 
and uh, there's all a lot of wild sheep, you know, in the hills and whatever. Yeah. And he showed me the video, and I've never seen it before. The sheep came up to him and his missus and um, right. acted like a dog, and they started stroking really? it, and the dog was playing with it, and mm. it's, it's things like that. That, but it's not these. These things are not hard to find out. It's not like you can't go on the internet, yeah. you know, and search. Um, you know, you see all these these videos with like horses rubbing heads with mm -hmm. cows and dogs playing yep. with um, with with uh, cats and you know it, it, there's no difference between any of them and nope. it's not hard to find. But the it's only not. difference is they either look weird or they don't taste good. Mm. That's where the line is. And yeah. I'm constantly talking to people about it. Like this is the, the old reason we set the podcast up as to to yeah. what, finding out why that is. Um, when, when did you change? Did would you say that up until a certain age you were brainwashed as well, and you kind of snapped out? Absolutely. Of it or was it absolutely? Um, so I grew up in poverty. I grew up in Saint Helens, uh, which isn't too far from Liverpool. It's kind of between Liverpool and Manchester, yeah. and. Um, I grew up with a single parent. I grew up in a domestically violent household. Food wasn't particularly something that came, you know, came very easily to us. So I would sneak into the kitchen and whack some eggs in the microwave and, you know, just try and make just something to eat. Um, so that sheer amount of survival mode that I was in then meant that when I got to university and I got out of that situation I got out of St Helens I had never been taught how to cook I'd never been taught nutrition I'd never really been taught anything about food and I remember going into a takeaway for the first time and there were just sort of like kebabs and things everywhere and everything was so exotic I suppose to me because I'd grown up on in such severe food poverty that I didn't really understand food very well so at uni it was you know kebabs and all that kind of stuff and then I started to eat a lot of meat I mean like a lot of meat and it just because when you're at uni you go for a beer and you go for a burger and that's very much ingrained in the society of being at uni um, and then once I stopped going to uni that's when I was a bit like okay I want to be more conscious about the kind of food that I'm eating so then I switched over to more of a dairy-based diet rather than a meat diet, thinking that would be that would be amazing. Uh, it wasn't. And then I would say after I had my weight loss surgery, everything changed because they physically rearranged like my stomach and my intestines and all that kind of stuff. So it wasn't just like a gastric band. It was a full-on, let's reconnect your stomach to your large intestine gastric bypass. And after that, I couldn't tolerate high fat foods. I couldn't tolerate sugar, sugary foods. I couldn't drink fizzy drink. Um, I ate cod and it made me so violently ill that I just, I genuinely thought I was dying for a few days. So then fish was off the table. And then I couldn't digest steak properly because steak is a very heavy meat to try and digest. And if you've had a gastric bypass, it can sit very heavy on the stomach. Yeah. So then steak was off the table. Chicken was okay. Um, and then I'd say maybe about two years ago, I truly looked at nutrition and the things that you need to have in your diet. And what I was eating just, it did not fit for me. I wasn't enjoying it at all. So I, like I said, after watching Cowspiracy, I turned vegan overnight. 
It, yeah. that's, that's how quick it was. It's interesting because a lot of people I speak to say that they started for health reasons um, and then mm -hmm. kind of picked up a lot of other aspects yeah. of it on the way. Um, that's exactly how it was. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, because you, you kind of, yeah. one thing leads to another and then you start looking into it and then as soon as yeah. you watch the, the documentaries, it, it's all over, isn't it? I, I, yeah. I Personally, I was for ethical reasons. Right. Um, I felt embarrassed and that. And then as time went on, um, I did actually think, okay, maybe it's not, optimal for health and whatever mm. but I wasn't bothered because what I, what I saw was was enough you know to, to turn me against yeah. it but um it does turn out that health is um a big benefit from it did um what can you tell us about health so if someone was to turn around to us now and say vegan diet made me ill mm. uh what what would you say as someone who's studied I've... nutrition what what would you say back sorry there's a cat behind me oh, you know. um <laughs> I would simply say you are not doing it correctly. Yeah. If a vegan diet is not working for you, it is because you are not doing it correctly. If you don't like tofu, it's because you're not preparing it properly. If you are getting sick, if you're getting malnourished, it's because you haven't looked at the nutrition that you need. You cannot, under any circumstances, go from being a meat eater one day to vegan the next just overnight you you can't do that and expect to be fully fully nourished that's not how it works um but interestingly when people say oh but where do you get your protein from where do you get your calcium from i'll say well actually there's more protein in tofu than there is in meat number one and number two when it comes to dairy uh, when it comes to calcium calcium comes from soil it doesn't come from animals it doesn't you know i mean you do get a bit from animals but Calcium comes from soil. It's a soil-rich based food. Mm. So why are the NHS peddling, who are the pinnacles of all health-related things in the UK, why are they peddling this idea that in order to be healthy, you must drink so much milk a day, you must make sure that you eat a yogurt, you must, you know, all these different kind of things. And even if you go to a doctor's appointment and they say, oh, you, you know, your calcium's a bit low, uh, you need to just make sure you have a couple of extra glasses of milk and then you say, well, actually, I'm vegan. Suddenly you get that medical bias where they're like, hang on a second. Like, no, no, you know, you shouldn't you shouldn't be doing that. It's too dangerous. You should just stick to meat, stick to vegetables, make sure you're eating a healthy, balanced diet. And something that did catch my eye the other day was when I was on the I believe it was the Red Tractor website, they had a dietitian commenting on the red tractor scheme and how meat is beneficial for a diet for a, a healthy balanced diet but then if you go onto the vegan society website they've got their own they've got their own dietitians as well so it's almost like dietitians are just playing a role that is very beneficial to whoever it is that they're currently working with mm. if that makes any sense oh yeah 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 they'll, they'll just sway their their views towards whatever yeah. they they want them to be don't they Exactly. I mean, like, have you seen Hogwood? I can't watch him. I, I, you can't watch it. That's I, fine. Yeah, I, I've seen the clips of the, the, all the different ones, and um, I, yeah, I just, I, I'm not going to lie. I'll just go look up. You know what I mean? That's fine. I, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's not. Uh, is it to do with? It's to do with the red, the, the red tractor. Red tractor skin, yeah. kind of. Yeah. yeah. So I won't go into too much detail because it's not necessarily geared towards vegans. It's geared towards people that are not vegan to make them aware of what happens. But yeah. the short and short of it is that um, the Red Tractor Scheme worked with Tesco specifically, uh, or Tesco worked with the Red Tractor Scheme, I should say. And Tesco were getting their meat from a farm called Hogwood. 
how is, is, this, is this the Tesco that sold us horse meat in 2013? Yes. Unsurprisingly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, they were getting their meat from this Hogwood farm. And this is just one of the standard everyday farms that you come across in the UK. And Viva did an undercover investigation, which didn't start out undercover. They first went in, they saw the conditions that these pigs were living in. And they were so shocked to the core that they called the RSPCA they called the police to try and get something done the police came out did absolutely nothing the RSPCA came out they disappeared inside the farm for I think it was three hours and came out and said there was absolutely nothing wrong nothing wrong but in that time they'd managed to leave cameras inside so the next clip it jumped to was what happens at Hogwood when no cameras are around and without going into too much detail this is something that has cemented to me that i will never eat another animal product again so any baby pigs that die or look like they're dying are left in an alley like a little ginnel type situation in the middle of this giant like uh, i don't really know what you'd call it giant area which is just jam-packed full of pigs and the pigs around it haven't got any space to move whatsoever and they feast on the carcasses that are left to just rot so if you imagine eating a bacon sandwich who knows how much necrotic tissue has gone into that animal who knows do you know what I mean? Like, how can people sit and enjoy a bacon sandwich when they don't know what is inside of that meat? They don't know what that animal is, has eaten. They don't know the conditions that they've lived in. So you're saying that these pigs are rolling around on top of each other. Some are dying, some are not. The ones that yep. are dying are getting eaten by the ones that are somehow still alive. And when yep. they eventually die, they're obviously yep. shitting on each other as well. Yeah. Um, and then people yep. go to the supermarket buy mm -hmm. these pigs that have feasted on dead pigs and rolled around in their own shit, put it on a piece yep. of bread, bite and it, it, swallow it, and then comment on Facebook posts, mmm, bacon. Yeah. Or how dare vegans call something vegan sausage and vegan bacon? It's not real. It's not... Be no, what you're doing is you are... And see, the thing is, all of this... So even if you look at things from a general perspective, so I've worked in the NHS, I've nursed in the NHS... If you have hot, humid conditions where there is a lot of breathing and a lot of movement, you are breeding bacteria. Mm. It's Everybody knows that. And the sheer amount of antibiotics that have to be used to treat the amount of bacteria in those animals where they're sat gnawing on each other or they're so stressed that they're eating their own legs and things like that is creating antibiotic resistance. Because we, well, not we, but meat eaters are eating these animals that have been treated with antibiotics and it's creating an antibiotic resistance so in the next 10 to 15 years when we don't have effective antibiotics all of this could have been prevented is it's it's filthy and i don't you know you wouldn't prepare a meal inside your own toilet and eat it so why on earth are you eating meat that's come from an animal that's been chewing on its young do you see what i'm saying like yeah. It doesn't sit right with me in the slightest. And even even if even if the conditions were clean, even if that didn't go on, even if pigs had the best life ever, mm -hmm. they had a bullet through the head. It was yep. all clean. They were in, you know, there wasn't there was no shit yeah. around or or urine, you know what I mean, or, mm -hmm. or whatever like that. So yeah. even if that was the case, 
it would still be disgusting and still go against mm-hmm. you know your every yeah. everyday person's morals. Yeah, and it would. It would. Uh, what, what, Absolutely. What, what do you think makes? What do you think stops people from thinking the way we do? Is it the fact that they they've just got no empathy at all, or do you think they're so addicted to food and they they you know they're, they're so indoctrinated that they have to have a bacon sandwich every Saturday morning and they have to have a Sunday roast and they have to have um, you know. Yeah. Eggs on All toast. these different things. What, 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 so, is it addiction or have people just got no heart? or What, what is it? So food addiction is absolutely real. Um, but in this instance, people haven't woken up. That's what I truly believe. People, they may know in the back of the head, but it's that traditional oh, that won't happen to me, you know, that's, no, that's not where our, that's not where our meats come from. I think that people are starting to wake up now. And because of that, people like the young farmers are running scared because the meat quality, the quality of meat replacements that we have is just astronomical. And the main reason that I went vegan and the main reason why I almost justify it when people ask me is I say, I don't deny that animals taste nice. If they didn't, people wouldn't eat them. But I can eat the way I've always eaten, but in the most healthy and sustainable way possible. And it doesn't, it doesn't, the only difference between what I eat and what you eat is that you eat bodies. Your body is a graveyard for animals. My body isn't. I eat as clean as I can, as healthy as I can. And everything I eat doesn't come from an animal. That's the only difference. And then people look at me as if to say like, how dare you accuse me of being, you know, like a, someone who contributes to animal murder? And I'm like, well, you do. Yeah, yeah. yeah if you're yeah. uncomfortable, that's because you believe that there's something to be uncomfortable about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it's black and white, isn't it? Really. Yeah, um, it is. You, you're either sexist or you're not. You're, you're either contribute exactly. to animal exploitation or you don't. You, yeah. you know, you're either racist or you're not. Um, talking of what you said before about feminism. Mm-hmm. Um, would you link it to racism as, as well, where where someone could say, you know, I'm not racist, but I'm only racist to Chinese people on a certain day because they, in the animal terms, taste good, or you know what I mean. So you know, mm. I, I, I'm against animal animal abuse, but apart from this, you know, you can't you can't um, be yeah. for or against it. You got, sorry, you can only be for or against it. You can't be. Yeah. You can't pick and choose. Sitting when, on the fence. When yeah. Be, yeah. I think to an extent. Yeah, I mean, there are people out there that will say things like, oh, you know, I can't stand soft cheese, but I love cheesecake. I can't stand uh, I can't stand pork, but I love bacon. You know, people that haven't necessarily made the connection between the two. And there will be people that say, oh, you know, I'm... Actually, one of my friends did it the other day. She did Veganuary, and she really enjoyed it. First day of February, bacon sausage sandwich from Costa. And I was like, well, you know, it's good that you did it for 30 days, but did you do it properly if you're still kind of... Are you understanding what the movement is about if you're so quick to jump back to it? Um, And now she is a vegetarian, Mm. but she eats fish. So she's not a vegetarian, she's a pescatarian. Mm -hmm. Um, And at what stage do these labels help? Because you're either someone who eats animals or you're not. That's what it boils down to with me. You either eat animals... And that includes drinking dairy and all the eating cheese, those kinds of things. You either eat animals and their byproducts or you do not. You can't be in the middle. You can't really be chopping and choosing. Um, But I do think that I have a lot of respect for anyone who is willing to try. 
So if you're willing to change just one meal a week, that's still going to have an impact. If it's better that 100 people do veganism imperfectly than it is for one person to do it perfectly because there's going to be a bigger impact. Um, it's just in a perfect world, it would be very idyllic. Everything would be plant-based. Um, our cows would live healthy, long lives. Our pigs too, our chickens, etc. And society would be great. Is it realistic? Probably not. Not right now anyway. But I can see that we are heading in a direction where people's eyes are opening. The amount of times that I'll go to Starbucks and in the queue people will be like, oh, can I get that with oat milk, please? Because oat milk is creamier. And somebody actually said that. I was at a service station a couple of weeks ago and I ordered a drink. And this lady said, oh, can I have mine with oat milk, please? And I said to her, oh, oat milk is the best milk, isn't it? She said, oh, I'm not vegan or anything like that. I just really like how creamy it is. And I was like, I mean, she had to get thanks for... In. Oh, she had to, absolutely. Yeah. They always do, don't they? Um, yeah, uh, but thanks for improving the supply and demand when it comes to oat milk, but, yeah. you know. So she, she, she's chose one option over the other because it's more... She likes it more. It's more creamier, but yeah. she's had to get. She's had to put the put that there. I'm not where, vegan. I'm not vegan. Yeah. So she's she doesn't care about the cruelty behind it. She just cares no. about her own taste buds. And not only exactly. that, she has to prove prove to the person that she's talking mm -hmm. to that she, you know, favours her taste buds over the cruelty. Yep. Anyway, it's mad. Well, I've had people call the shop, and you know, they say, "Are you open tonight?" Yeah, I'm open tonight. Mm -hmm. um, can we can we come and sit down? Yeah, walk on in. Um, I'm bringing my son. He's vegan. I'm not vegan, though. Uh, there's no need. Why are you telling me about your diet yeah. choices? You know what I mean? I'm not... Yeah. What, what, I don't know why... Why do you think that is, that they have to defend their position without you even asking? It's simply because they know what they're doing is wrong. That's, that's the only way I can... Either that or the stigmatisation around the word vegan is just so insidious in society that people are so unwilling to take that label on my boyfriend for example he will not call himself vegan he calls himself plant-based mm. because he doesn't like the stigma that comes with the word vegan whereas i'm all about trying to reclaim the word vegan because vegan isn't a dirty word in the slightest um I'm to on me vegan, yeah absolutely yeah. I, I don't, we shouldn't i don't care what people think about it i mean People no. say, yeah, but it's a label and, you know, all that. Well, yeah. I don't I don't care what you think about no. the word. I don't care what 90% of people think. Oh, yeah, you know, vegans are these vegans. Yeah. I, I don't care. Like, it's, it's I don't I don't give a shit. You no. know what I mean? If that's what I, I, am, I am. And if you don't yeah. if you don't like it, well, it, it says more about you, doesn't it? Um, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like back in the 90s, the word queer would be used as a homophobic term and I remember going to a conference a while ago because I used to do a lot of activism with trade unions and things like that and I've been to Cuba and European Parliament and all those weird and wonderful places um, and there was a motion that was filed at this conference with some elderly gay men who were trying to say the word queer should not be used to describe people because it has strong connotations of um, homophobia and I remember speaking on this um, and I was told that I shouldn't speak on this because I'm not I'm not a gay man. Um, but what I was trying to say was what people want to do is they want to reclaim that word and make it stronger and make it mean something. And in a way, I'm going to try and link this to to what I think. So I'm always worried about sustainability 
And I do own leather shoes. I do own leather trainers, some leather bags. There are things I have invested money into before I turned vegan. Am I any less vegan because I still own those things? No, I'm not. So to me, the best thing I can do for the animals that died to give those products is I can honour them by ensuring that those items don't go to landfill and that their lives didn't mean something. So in I'm trying to link the two together. Are you kind of are you yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. with me? With yeah, this? yeah, with you. Yeah. 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 So by reclaiming the word vegan, I am trying to I feel like I'm just trying to justify really why I still own some leather products. But you it boils to, down because, to you know you you haven't you haven't funded it, you know. Well no, you have funded it, but you yeah. you're not continuing to yeah. fund it, you know what I mean? I'm not, no. Um but equally I am not going to allow those animals' lives to just go straight to landfill and be destroyed and disintegrated. Mm. The best thing that I can do right now for the items that I've already um invested in and the animals' lives that I've already sort of part funded is to ensure that that item itself is honored and respected until the end of the product's use and i know that might sound anti-vegan or it might sound you know very strange to hear that um but that's my way and i suppose of alleviating some of the guilt that i feel for 30 years of eating animal products um, I don't do it anymore, but it would be wasteful to just send those products off to landfill or to, you know, fuel somebody else's lifestyle. Um, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. You... My, my, my car's got leather seats. Um, so is mine. Yeah, it, yeah. You know, I, I didn't I didn't buy it. Some new. things are necessary. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a two grand car. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not going to I'm not going to go out and. Uh, not that I can, but if, if I could buy, you know, like a brand new yeah. forty grand Range Rover with leather seats, I'm not going yeah. to do it. But you're not, you're not, you're not, you know, you're not interfering with the supply and demand mm -hmm. of, of of the the cruelty that goes on here. So, um, yeah. but on the other hand, uh, I listened to a Carnism debunked uh, podcast on YouTube mm. with a couple of people, and um, there was a girl. She was a German girl, I think, and she was saying that she she would happily do act street activism wearing a, le a leather jacket. And, uh, right. you know, the other person was like, you know, well, why, why would you do that? She's like, yeah, but I'm not, mm. you know, I'm not, I'm not funding it. I'm not supporting it. But we, we understand that. That's the same as what we've just mm. said. But we wouldn't then yeah. go out on the streets and, and, flaunt it. and give someone the opportunity to turn around and say, well, why are you preaching that, you know, if you're wearing a leather jacket? Yeah. So that seems a little bit silly to me to say mm. that. But I'd, but I agree with you. You know, if you've got it, you yeah. might as well wear it. Not that I'd put it on show or hang it in the shop window. No, um, absolutely not. Um, the thing is, people are so quick. The people that have the most to say about veganism are non-vegans. I mean, look at Piers Morgan getting blue in the face on Good Morning Britain just because somebody gives him a vegan sausage roll that he likes. And then suddenly when he realises it's vegan, you know, oh, no, I can't believe you've done this to me, blah, 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 blah. Vegans suck. You're um, an idiot. It's, it's embarrassing, you yeah. know what I mean? It is, it is. I'll give you, I'll and give you a... Sorry, carry on, carry on. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. I'll give you a story about Pierce, Pierce um, Morgan. One of his videos is him talking to an animal rebellion guest. I can't remember his name, the one who had the scorecard, and right. he was sitting there with a steak burger, saying, "Oh, um, or a steak, whatever." He was eating steak, mm. and he was like, "Oh, yeah, it's lovely." Blah blah blah. And then if you go on one of his other videos that was six months before, mm. there was. Um, 
what do you call them? Um, what do you call these people who go around killing lions for no reason? I've got the name. Um, killing what? Sorry. Lions, you know, shooting lions. Um, oh, hunters. Like a hunter, yeah. But I think there's a there's a yeah. word for it. There was a bloke on there, and he said basically, what you're doing makes me emotional. What you're doing is wrong for killing these lions um, for trophy hunting or whatever. And then six months later, he's eating a steak, yep. talking to an animal rebellion guest. Um, <laughs> and I've made a few comments saying, why do you think it's okay for him to, you know, give, give, it, give it all that against this vegan? And then six yeah. months ago, he was contradicting himself by saying that he's emotionally attached to the killing yeah. of this lion. And people are like, well, yeah, but it's di food's different to, to pleasure. Uh, entertainment is different. I said, well, entertainment is pleasure. Eating mm -hmm. is a pleasure. Unnecessary yeah. sensory pleasure is eating, taste. What's the yeah. difference? Um, I, I then boil it down to the point where they say, uh, oh, I can spot a soy boy, blah, blah, blah. And I say, well, are you happy to discuss this on a podcast to tell me the difference between killing a lion and killing yeah. a cow? And then and they, they disappear. They, I've, I've, yeah. I've done it probably 40, 50, 60 times now on YouTube and not one yeah. person has took up the offer to speak on, speak on, the, on the mics, you know what I mean? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? Piers Morgan, for example, is controversial for the sake of being controversial. He is the human equivalent of a participation trophy at the end of the day. Um, it's very much akin to £350 million a week to the NHS slapped on the side of a bus. When people think of Brexit, not to try and bring that into it, but when people think of Brexit, they think £350 million a week to the NHS. Because it was in big letters, it was on the side of a bus. When people think of veganism, immediately they go straight to Piers Morgan. Oh, vegans are just, you know, they're all full of these just stop oil protesters and they're out there to try and take away our food pleasures and all that kind of stuff. But you only have to look, and this is just so simple, you only have to look on Instagram, type in the word vegan, take a look at the food that comes up. It's just astronomical. I mean, people are out there creating the most amazing food possible. And it's vegan. Mm. And I think that these people are running scared because people are starting to wake up to the idea that maybe veganism isn't that bad. Mm. And, for example, I, um, I did a couple of shifts at a local vegan takeaway over Christmas just to cover someone while they were ill. Mm. And they do not market themselves as a vegan restaurant. They market themselves as plant-based uh, or kind of food. And they use all the nicer terms rather than using the term vegan. And what I have noticed whilst I've been food reviewing, because even before working for Vland, I've been food reviewing now for about a year and a half. Um, even before then, most restaurants you go to will say plant-based. They mm. won't say vegan. And I think the word vegan just turns people off completely mm. to actually trying it. Um, mm. I think that's the difference. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think, um, like you say about the stigma, um, mm. I, haven't put, I haven't put the word vegan on the shop front at all. Um, yeah. I've labelled it healthier because people yeah. do come in and they're like, you know, have you got any chicken? Mm. I'm like, no, no chicken. There's one down the road. Um, yeah. Some people buy, some people still say, oh, okay, I'll try this, mm -hmm. but you know, like 60, 70% of people will walk out, which yeah. I don't care, but they wouldn't have come in in the first place if, if I if had the word vegan, vegan, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. Plus, there's no point doing it anyway because anyone who is vegan, the 5%, mm -hmm. will Google it and find out about it anyway. Um, exactly. So, so there's no yeah. point kind of 
it's, I mean, there's two ways that you could look at it. So the first way is, um, if you were to put vegan on the shop front, and this isn't necessarily just you, this is sort of any kind of a vegan restaurant. If you were to put vegan on the shop front, it would make you a target by people who are strongly anti-vegan. So I used to work in insurance. From an insurance perspective, I have seen insurance claims before now where vegan businesses have been attacked mm. and they haven't been paid out because they've used the term vegan. Really? Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't obviously can't go into too much detail about it. Um, but yeah, because part of insurance terms and conditions is you will do everything reasonable and necessary to protect the integrity and reputation of your business. I, so I would put in the word vegan on there is, is destroying that. Is Well, it's not, but insurance, insurance advisors will use that as a loophole to say, well, actually, by marketing yourself as a vegan restaurant, you are encouraging strong opinions from people so it is not necessarily it's more reckless behavior than anything else and the amount of claims that i've seen that happen to is ridiculous to be honest i've got um i've got a sign in the shop window that says uh oatly and it says uh you know that one is it's, it's like milk mm. but made for humans and i'll get yeah. a lot i'll get a, i get a lot of old people especially walk past and look at it and scratch their head and walk off it's quite fun <sighs> to see um but i'm surprised that i haven't had a little crack in the window there um Mm. To be honest, um, I was waiting for it to be honest for a little, yeah. a little, you know, a little kick up the window with a crack through it. But um, <laughs> luckily, just, nothing's, nothing's happened. It's yet. just ridiculous, isn't it? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, Brian down the street, who goes to the local Labour or Tory club or whatever it is, that sinks thirty pints a week and eats a bacon sandwich every morning for his breakfast, and then turns up at the GP complaining that he can't breathe properly at the end of the week, <laughs> is the kind of person who will go. Ugh, I'm not touching vegan food. No, me, man, I like, you know, I'm very strong, I'm powerful. Really are, very, really tough. Yeah, I'm tough. Um, And it's these kind of people that piss me off the most because I can understand if you don't... I can un almost understand if somebody says, oh, I don't like vegan food. If they don't know about vegan food and they think it's all beans and lentils and pulses and tofu... I can understand people saying, you know, vegans are healthy, you know, that's not for me. I don't I don't want any of that. But for people to turn around and go, no, I hate vegan food. I hate it with a passion. And I'm like, okay, what have you eaten? And they're like, well, I haven't tried it. Okay. Okay, I don't like murder. I haven't tried it, but I know I don't like it. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I think that they, they, they just think that it's salads and stuff. And like, they think, I mean, I'm not yeah. a massive fan of vegetables. Like, I'll have like mm. Mediterranean veg every now and then. And, you know, yeah. I, might, I might have a, a bit of broccoli, but I know I don't get enough veg. Um, yeah. People think, must think that I just eat veg and it's the opposite. I don't, yeah. I don't really eat it. I mean, I should. And, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm, in, the, I'm, in, I'm in the process of getting, um, uh, you know, a blender and start doing more, yeah. more, you know, more smoothies and hidden, stuff like that. But, um, hidden veggies. But, you know, a bloke came in last year sometime and um, mm. when he looked at the menu, he said, oh, I can't, I can't feed myself with cabbage. I can't feed 20 stone with cabbage. Mm. Um, and before I had a chance to say, like, you know, I mean, there's no cabbage on the menu. Um, I don't know mm. why, he, he, why he kicked up a fuss kind of thing, you know what I mean? I mean, it, yeah. it's, just, it's just five things less, you know what I mean? In fact, it's not even yeah. five things less because... Like you say, there's so many good rep replicas mm -hmm. now. Um, talking of food, I, I can imagine you've done a lot of testing, a lot of um, research mm -hmm. on all these new brands coming through. Um, yeah. What would you say stands out for you? What What do you think? Um, is there uh, anything that I should be okay. trying that I haven't? Because I can imagine there's a few. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I like to stay on top of like everything new on the market. So let's start with bacon. Um, if I'm allowed to call it bacon, according to the carnist. Not even anyway. bacon, apparently. <laughs> Not even bacon, no. Um, so this isn't streaky bacon. Yeah. Have you tried it? I have tried it, yeah, uh, once. What did you think? Uh, they changed it, didn't they? Did they? Yeah, so... A new one came out. It was more streaky. Um, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, it was all right. It was, uh, I'd say the portion was a little bit small. Yeah. yeah. So they are difficult to get out of the package and the portion size can be small. And £3.40 for like six, six small rashers yeah. is... It's difficult to kind of like... But it is probably one of the best vegan bacons that I've found on the market. Number two, this sausages are probably my favourite out of all of them on the market we um use them in sausage casseroles all that kind of stuff because the majority of our meals are traditional standard meals yeah. you know like spaghetti bolognese lasagnas all those kinds of things yeah um i what else would i say squeaky bean meat the sandwich meat um i'm actually holding a vegan picnic at download this year download fest because on day one of download, sorry, I'm going off on a tangent. No, no, but on day one of download, um, there's the festival village that's open and the arena doesn't open for an additional 24 hours. But in the arena, shockingly, all you can get vegan is falafel and bloody hummus. Now, I have such a love-hate relationship with falafel and hummus because it, it seems like supermarkets, companies... Food retailers will go, oh, vegan, here's some falafel and hummus. It's the, you know, mm -hmm. easiest, most lazy thing that you can do. Mm. So because of that, and I know that there's going to be around about 4,000 vegans roughly going to download, mm. which out of 100,000 isn't great, but it's also not too bad. Mm -hmm. um, I was like, okay, well, you know what? I've worked with a lot of brands in the past. Um, I am going to throw a vegan picnic. So on day one, we're going to have a big vegan picnic in the village where we can all eat some decent food. Um, and I'm trying to sort of mention companies that I'm going to be using in that picnic. So Squeaky Bean have just released vegan sausage rolls, mm -hmm. only at Sainsbury's, I believe. Um, Squeaky Bean Chorizo is amazing to cook with if you haven't used that. Mm -hmm. Um all of the squeaky bean range is great. I'm not overly keen on the frozen range just because it's a bit too tough mm. for me to chew into. Um, who else? Uh, Love Satan mm. UK. Yeah. I don't know if you've... Yeah. I used yeah. to buy off them, yeah, at the very start of the business. Yeah, yeah. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Um, whereabouts is your business? Uh, west of Birmingham, south of Wolves, uh, West Mids. South of Wolves, West Mids. Um, okay. Yeah, it's... Um, just a takeaway uh, at the minute, but we're going to transition it mm. to a daytime um, kind of kebab themed plate, okay. uh, you know, rather than a burrito yeah. takeaway. And um, yeah, just change it up. It's 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 been a long three years, it's been a hard three years. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, yeah, going back onto the love Satan, we used to order the um, the logs of the Satan from them. Um, yeah. We switched to Hail Satan. I don't know if you've heard of him. He's one of our. I uh, haven't. Um, no, is it Manchester based actually? He's not, no, he's Midlands-based, but no. he, does, oh, he does supply a lot of people, you know, from around the country, up north, okay. south, and, and down in Wales and stuff. So that's right. the, that was, like, the, the cheaper alternative, like, the more yeah. local local brand. I'm so I'm so in awe of vegan businesses that can set up and function. Um, all I want to do right now is set up my own vegan pub yeah. or my own vegan, that, like, That's a great cafe. idea, yeah. 
Um, because there is no way you can go to get a vegan full English breakfast. Mm -hmm. There's no way you can go to get a vegan roast dinner. Um, and I want to serve traditional food. So, like, I don't know if you saw the other day, but I made vegan salmon. Yeah. So, vegan salmon in, like, a creamy dill sauce. Yeah. Um, with some mashed potatoes. Ikea-style meatballs that you can make. Um, I've made vegan parma ham. Uh, so, you know, caprice salads and all that kind of stuff and people, things that people would normally eat. I want to show them that they can eat it vegan and it tastes just as good. Yeah. Um, I mean, the other day I managed to make KFC style vegan chicken skin, which oh. I know won't be for everyone. That'll definitely um, be for me. I ain't going to lie. I'll, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'll definitely be, uh, pestering you for the, um, uh, for the recipe. Yeah. 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 I'll make some and bring some to you. Oh. Um, but seriously, it's so easy. Yeah. so so easy um and experimenting with food is one of the things that i absolutely love yeah. uh, especially when uh, my mum who is very anti-vegan i made her a chicken tikka you so say you know the company chicken yeah 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 i've heard yeah their their chicken tikka kebabs are amazing yeah. absolutely amazing and what i did is i made them in my tikka masala because mm. i've created spice blends to make cooking as quick and easy as possible i made her that she was like this is the best chicken i've ever had in my life mm. And I was like, that's because it's chicken. It's not chicken. Yeah. Um, and she was like, wow, I didn't realise the quality of vegan food is is where it is. And I'm like, yeah, and it's only getting better. Yeah, it, it, and this is the thing, isn't it? It's like even if she, she tried that and she said, look, that's four out of ten. Chicken's ten yeah. out of ten. Yeah. It gives you an excuse to be like, I don't care about the chickens. I don't care about the cruelty. Yeah. I'm eating that. But the fact that she said yeah. it's the best she's ever tasted or what did she yeah. say, ten out of ten. Yeah. It it re it's really gotta stop. It's really gotta yeah. eventually stop and, and maybe it's just the case of giving it people. Um I know we get a lot of people in who have the kebab, we do a kebab mm. uh, made with with hail and stuff. We spice right. it ourselves, fry it ourselves. Yeah. Um and people come in and they say, you know, I'm not eating another meat kebab again. And I said, Well if yeah. you, if you looked at what was in Donner Kebab uh, mm -hmm. Especially when you're abroad, if you, if you, I don't know if yeah. uh, they don't even tell us, but no. I guarantee you wouldn't have one anyway. So luckily, absolutely. here we are with these kebabs, and you can yeah. you can choose the cleaner option. Yeah, absolutely. And I think once people start to actually taste it and open their mind to it, and they realise that it's not as bad as they think it's going to be, that's when the penny starts to drop a little bit. Mm. That's when you know, oh, maybe maybe we could try and incorporate something into our routine and then before you know it like five days out of seven have turned meat free without you even realizing it yeah um but yeah the quality of vegan food now i'm staunchly against corn and linda mccartney can't mm. stand either of them mm. i will not touch any of their products but i know that vegetarians and radical vegan not radical vegans long-term vegans veteran vegans yeah. um i know that they relied on those products you know for throughout yeah. the last 20 years or so so i appreciate that there is still demand for them but to me they're products that haven't so for me it's either shit or get off the pot when it comes to veganism don't offer one vegan option to nine vegetarian options like if you're going to offer a vegan option which is suitable for both vegetarians and vegans just offer that I don't understand why yeah. corn is the worst for it because going to the supermarket and you're like, oh, look, there's some corn chicken slices. You pick them up, egg white. Mm. You pick up the pack next to it, which is half the size at double the price, and that's the vegan version. Mm. Like, where's the... You're clearly catering to vegetarians here. Maybe you should just 
scrap the egg yolk mm. or scrap the egg powder because it's not necessary. Yeah, and it's like milk powder, I think isn't it? Yeah, it's like milk powder because it's so cheap and because yeah. it's so mass produced. Obviously, they're gonna yeah. whack it just in anything. Shove it in. Yeah, just just to make it taste a bit better or whatever. Yeah, but that's the thing, isn't it? As someone who runs a business, I'm sure that you might be able to agree with me on this. But if you are a company that is offering vegetarian and vegan products or vegetarian, vegan and meat products, what you are saying is if you've got two products that are identical, apart from the fact that one contains milk powder or egg powder and one doesn't, what you are saying to your consumers is the vegan product isn't as good. It's not as good as the product that's Mm. got the egg powder in or that product isn't as good as the meat product. So for me, that's a very strange business acumen to have because you are effectively saying we're giving you this option but it's not as good as the identical option that contains maybe one extra ingredient Mm. so bizarre Mm. absolutely bizarre and if you can create a product without animal products why not again again it's just profits isn't it it's just money they're going to say look i know that five percent of people are vegan or whatever Mm -hmm. um i know that an extra five percent are vegetarians say and they know that the they can move them. They know they can shift them, and they know they're going to mm. get more money. And unfortunately, that's a it's 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 a, it's a it's problem. Business. It's, it's a problem, isn't it? it? It's um yeah, just like anything that involves money, which is everything. Um yeah, with all the corruption. It's bizarre. Whatever, yeah, it's just, it's mad. Absolutely bizarre. And sometimes it feels like you're fighting a lost cause. Mm. And sometimes I do just want to give up and be like, do you know what? I'm kind of I, not give up on veganism. I just mean give up on trying to explain to people mm. why. Mm. And try and explain the reasons for, like, do I really want to be eating diseased meat? No. No, I don't. And I'll just say this because I'm conscious we're probably coming towards the end of this. But um, have you seen the new Guardians of the Galaxy film? The what, sorry? The Guardians of the Galaxy film. No, no, I'm not too big on films. Is it um, Okay. a new one, is it? Yeah, a new Marvel film. Yeah, yeah. So I'm obsessed with Marvel. The reason why I bring it up is because... For the first time ever, and I'm not going to give any spoilers for anyone listening to this, although by the time it's released, chances are they've probably watched it, um, it is a vegan masterpiece. Oh, really? Yes. Wow. Um, I, can't, I can't mention too much about it, but what I will say is there were several people in the audience that turned around afterwards and they were like, "Is I feel really bad for these characters that have been through this thing which as vegans is something that we actively campaign against. So if you can kind of use your logic a little bit, you might be understanding what I'm getting have, at. Have I seen a snippet of this in an advert from it? Is Maybe. There, is there a spaceship kind of thing? Yes, yeah. Two men? Yes. Well, there's several men, but yeah. The, the, I saw a clip basically. Maybe. From yeah. That. I'm guessing it is. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I suppose you can edit this bit out to so it's not a spoiler. Yeah, yeah. Basically, the whole film is based on the backstory of one of the characters who is an animal. Mm. And he was put through rigorous animal testing. And it goes, it shows you in these cages with surrounded by people he makes friends with and creates a little family with. And then it shows you his family be, being killed and taken away from him. And I remember sitting there thinking to myself is the director of this vegan? Because it was very much a case of, this is an animal rights film. This isn't a big blockbuster Marvel film. This is a way of Marvel using their ca- their characters and their platform to raise awareness of animal abuse and animal testing. And it had a beautiful ending, don't get me wrong. But the amount of people that turned around afterwards and they were like, oh my God, I can't believe that this is what animals go through. And I was like, is this all it takes? Yeah. 
is for someone with multi-million pounds, multi-trillion pounds worth of money to create a film with characters that are likeable, to create a fake CGI character that you care about, put them into a situation where they're being tested on as an animal, rip away all of their animal friends that they currently live with in a squashed up pen. Is that all it takes for people's minds to be open? Yeah. I think I think I think little <clears throat> little hints and you know planting seeds mm. and things like that um you know and, and posting certain things you know Instagram stories reels whatever just just yeah. just to not not maybe you know be too direct and things like that yeah. where people are not expecting it and they see it and then all yeah. of a sudden they think oh and then they think differently then I th- I do think that's Absolutely. that's what it takes um what what's your view, was, what's your views on oh, kind sorry. of the the aggressive approach. I know that like people like Joey Carbstrong have been uh, dissed for it, where they they're a bit too full yeah. on. Um, in my opinion, no. Uh, what what what's your yeah. views on that? So I was on a podcast a couple of months ago with How I Vegan, and I talked about on then how I tend to try and stay away from stuff like that because I get a lot of compassion fatigue. So if I see things like that, I also being autistic, I'm kind of more sensitive I would say so for example if someone's constantly posting animal abuse videos it will upset me to the point of where I just become depressed for days Mm. and I can't function so sometimes I have to step away from it however I have been thinking recently the element of surprise that you've just mentioned would be really effective so I was on I was on TikTok the other day and I saw someone using a um they basically posted a video that had a clickbait headline, which was what I feed my vegan newborn in a day. Mm. 15 million hits. Wow. 15 million hits for having that controversial headline. And then I was like, what if someone was to create like a an anonymous TikTok account and they start saying like, oh, did you know? And then they'll start giving off like random facts. I don't know, like, did you know that ambergris, the thing that's used in perfume comes from Wales? Did you know, I, I don't know, tram tracks are conductive to electricity or something along those lines? And then suddenly, did you know that the lamb you ate on Easter Sunday was stunned, bolted, murdered, yeah. and is currently on your plate? Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? So yeah. you're kind of like reeling people in with these little interesting facts and then wham. Yeah. Just. Yeah. And if they don't want to hear it, it's tough. It's too late. Yeah. It's a good idea. So, and I think uh, if you've got the idea in your, in, in, in your head, mm-hmm. set, up, set up an account and do it. Uh, there's only one way to test it. Mm. And uh, it's, it's, it's yeah. interesting you said there was 15 million views on that. Um, yeah. If someone said to me, why do you think that is? For mm-hmm. me, it, it's, it's obviously a good thing. If you look at any video on YouTube that's got, you know, to do with, mm-hmm. maybe not so much now, but the last few years gone by, yeah. people who are mentioning protein in their plant-based mm-hmm. videos, they'll, they'll have yep. higher views. And now this, this only yep. tells me that the people who don't know about it i.e., you know, mm-hmm. people bringing up a child vegan, it's in their subconscious. Yeah. It's yeah. it's lying there and they're thinking about it. They're thinking, right, I maybe I agree with the vegan message. Maybe yeah. I'm going to pretend I don't, but maybe I just want to know that if it does come to veganism, that if I have a child, yeah. what do I feed it? Yeah. That, that can only be a good thing. I mean, there's not going to be 15 million views. How many of those mm-hmm. are going to be vegan? I don't think many. Well, probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, but how many of those people are now talking about it. Exactly, yeah. How many people are saying, oh, I saw this video on TikTok the other day of this woman that feeds her newborn just vegan products, Mm. you know? Um, But then saying that, the majority of women that have children that breastfeed are 
giving their child a vegan product mm. in a way mm. um, because, you know, it was created for a baby, just like milk is created through the udders for for cow babies. Um, mm. So, but interestingly, interestingly, people will tune into the controversy about this vegan newborn baby because they care about the baby. And it's similar in the, U- in the, the US, everybody cares about the fetus until it takes its first breath. Mm. But they will care about this child. Oh, that child's not getting enough nutrition, it's not getting enough protein, it's not getting enough blah, 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 blah. But they're happy to eat baby lambs. They're happy to eat... There is that, you know, people tend to see animals as being less than us. Mm. Whereas in reality, we need them to survive, not necessarily to eat. Mm. But what I mean is for the ecosystem and biodiversity, we do need Mm. animals in order to sustain ourselves as humans. So bizarre. And again, you can go back onto the, you know, the the woman thing, the mother thing where... Mm. Yeah. You'd, you'd think that they'd make a connection um, between exactly. between babies, their mom, yep. and them and their child, or you know, and, exactly. And it's... I don't think we, I haven't seen. Like I said, we know more men that are vegan than women. Um, yeah. I, I, I can't even understand why. Um, no, I can't. I can't understand it's... why. Um, the the only the only thing I can think of is that people just they either know and don't accept it or they think they know but they don't mm. um, and it's not hard to see like Tesco will say um, we've eradicated thirty one point nine billion calories over two and a half thousand tons of sugar three hundred twenty three tons of salt. Um, and, you know, 100% of our fresh milk, meat, cheddar cheese and eggs are always 100% British. And then people don't pay attention to anything else because they're like, oh, if it's lower in calories and if it's been vacuum packed instead of, you know, whatever, or it contains 55% less plastic, then it must be healthy for me. It must be great. But yeah. it's not. And the British and thing as have... well. The British thing. Well, why does it matter yeah. for the British? You know what I mean? The Brit- so... British cows deserve it, but the French ones don't. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I mean, I, I know I touched on Brexit earlier and I won't touch majorly on it but i did a lot of campaigning to remain in the european union and when i was campaigning the sheer amount of people that were saying oh close our borders do this do that you know we are british we don't want freedom of movement and i had to try and explain some freedom of movement isn't freedom of movement it's you can't come to this country without having a passport you know you have we've got borders you can't get in without a passport Mm. unless you get in illegally which is like minute it's nowhere near as bad as the same yeah. but my point is these companies are not only fueling the idea well they're lying to people they're fueling the idea that to be healthy what you need to do is you need to eat meat and you need to do that and feel good about the fact that there's 55 percent less plastic you need to feel good about the fact that this meat has been vacuum packed and they will say we support british farmers so they're instilling this idea that British farming is something that needs to be invested in. And Tesco gave £22 million back to farmers last year alone <laughs> just to try and help them improve their livestock that, and improve... And that, that's on top of the government subsidising them anyway, Yeah, oh, absolutely, man, yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Um, and and, they, and they're, still they're still worried, do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So you just go yeah. to show, doesn't it? That's why yeah. they're funnelling all of this money back into them, though, isn't it? Um, but just touching back on Hogwood for a second, um, the... I believe the chairperson of the Red Tractor Scheme is actually a Tory peer. 
So it's someone who sits directly in government mm. and the RSPCA and the approved vet that was used is a government vet. So, you know, these government officials are going into Hogwarts and they're going into these farms to perform welfare checks. But in reality, they're just going in and going, yeah, this is the standard across the UK. There's nothing here that is any different. And that's that's the key difference. They will market it as there is no difference in this farm compared to the rest of farms. And then people go, oh, well, if there's no difference there, there's no difference everywhere. So I may as well just carry on eating meat. Mm. Bizarre. They're very clever at diverting the attention. Yeah, very what, clever. To what they want to put in people's heads to make people think, oh, that's yep. okay, you know what I mean? Yep. Uh, but it's not. And the internet's blew that open now. It has. We've now got access to every piece of information ever that we ever need. If it's two o'clock in the morning and I want to know where the colour purple comes from, I can just research it and find out. Um, But equally, we have access to all of these resources, but people are not using them. Mm. They are just going on in this sheer amount of cognitive dissonance that is going on where they don't care, they don't want to know, they just want to enjoy their food. But if you look at food as an actual... If you look at food as a food group, it is used as fuel. Mm. that's all it is your body needs to be fueled and anything more than that is just pleasure Mm. you know so like you said they're just prioritizing their taste buds over the lives of animals Mm. talking of cognitive dissonance before we go Mm -hmm. this is a good question i ask a couple of times i've asked a couple of times to people what's the worst what's the worst case of cognitive dissonance you've came across or or maybe Uh, or maybe a a conversation you've had online or, or something like that so there's a couple that I can think of. Number one is people who are under the impression that vegan sausages shouldn't use the phrase. So the National Farmers Union a couple of weeks ago posted an article, obviously in the Daily Fail, saying um, vegans shouldn't, should be banned from using the term sausage and bacon because their products don't contain meat. But if you look at the etymology of those words... The um the term steak actually comes from a method of cooking. Yeah. Sausage is a shape. A yeah. burger is any form of meat. Burger. It doesn't burger necess- was just named after yeah. Hamburg, wasn't it, in Germany? Yeah. Um. Uh, it, yeah. It wasn't nothing to do with uh, the product Actual itself. Meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um. And more or less, it's just a shape. And this posted a real um on instagram i think it was last week where they got linguistics professors from different universities in yeah who gave opinions or well they didn't give opinions they gave fact on what a sausage actually is on what a burger is and what all these different things are um and so i would say probably that because people are saying well you can't take sausage and bacon away from us and make it vegan you can't do that but could you imagine if i said to you oh jake do you want one of these um vegan cylinders You'd be like, "What the hell is yeah, a vegan yeah, yeah. cylinder?" And also, um, there's things like popcorn chicken. I've had a co- I've had an argument on Facebook where someone said, "You can't mm. call it this. You can't call it milk." Well, you didn't have a problem with coconut milk in the last twenty yeah. years. Uh, also, popcorn chicken. It's not popcorn, is it? Why you name no. your, Why you name your chicken after after our popcorn? You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, there's probably a million more. I could, I could probably think of yeah. if, you know if you, if you sat down and thought, well. So now all of a sudden it's a problem. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of farmers' yeah. pages that pop up as well with with, with this this um, the slating of, of what you call meat products and that, and yeah. they haven't got a leg to stand on. They can't. No, they're running scared. Yeah, 
It's... They are running scared. Yeah. Now is the best time to go vegan. Now mm. is the best time to invest in vegan products. You know, you can get three for ten pound on chicken breast in the supermarket, or you can get ten kilos of textured veg protein for fifteen quid, mm. which will last you thirty meals, forty meals, and yet you've got parents not slating anyone here, but you've got people who might be living in poverty who are going out and spending 30 40 quid on frozen pizzas and three for 10 meal deals on you know chicken and all that kind of stuff when in reality they could be directing that money into meals that would last a lot longer mm. um, and that's not even necessarily just from a vegan perspective that's just from a, a logistical perspective we're in the middle of a cost of living crisis mm. So why aren't people being a bit smarter with their money? Not saying live on textured vegetable protein, but I'm just saying, rather than spend £10 on, let's say, the the lives of five chickens, why not just have a meat-free week? Mm. See what happens. Yeah. You're not going to die. Yeah, a lot, a lot of it's ego, isn't it? And it's just like, no, oh, stubborn, yeah. stubbornness, you know what I mean? I'm not going to do it. These are my views yeah. and that's that. Yeah, absolutely. L, before you go... Um, mm -hmm. it's been a great chat by the way um, yeah. vitamins B12 is a problem mm -hmm. apparently obviously not because you're still mm. with us um, I know where, where, where do you get all these nutrients that uh, we're deprived of so everything I eat and I mean everything I eat apart from cereal and things like that contains yeast flakes mm. it contains uh, nori uh, yeah. seaweed nori I make sure that everything I eat is nutritionally balanced. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I get a lot of vitamin C from and iodine and all those kinds of things from seaweed, from kale, from green veggies. I try and make sure that everything I eat is as colourful as possible. Um, I'm not a fan of the beige brigade. I don't really like the frozen processed side of veganism. And don't get me wrong, some of some of my friends are probably the most unhealthy vegans who live on pot noodles and Oreos, um, which is, you know, fine for them. But for me, especially as someone that's had weight loss surgery, nutrition is extremely important. Yeah. And what I would say is if I've had weight loss surgery, that means that I cannot absorb vitamins and nutrients the way that people normally do. And I'm still alive four years down the line mm. and I'm vegan. There is nothing stopping anyone from going vegan if I'm at a high risk. Yeah. And people are at a medium or a low risk. There is nothing stopping them. Yeah. Do you think that that that, that side of it is more open now? It's a bit more transparent with, with health and people, you know, understanding that it's not a problem and you can get everything and, you know, or do, do you think there's still a, a um, bit of a way to go? Because I've, no, I've noticed a bit of a shift with people um, who say, yeah. you know, that, 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 that side of the argument has dropped now. Um, yeah. It's, I think we have reached a point now where most people are flexitarians rather than veggies or vegans. Um, my boyfriend started out as a flexitarian. He'd eat vegan five days a week, vegetarian one day, and then one day just eat whatever he wanted to. Mm. And that suited him perfectly fine until I made him watch Hogwood. And then he was like, I'm never eating another animal <laughs> product ever again, which was brilliant. Um, but yeah, most people are going down the flexitarian route where they're kind of not forcing themselves into any boxes. They'll give vegan food a try. They'll give veggie food a try, but they won't necessarily commit to it. Um, and it's only, I'd say the biggest problem with adapting to a vegan diet is the commitment mm. because, um, and I did mention this briefly on my previous podcast, what happens with your mouth when you turn vegan or no, let's scrap that. So what happens is your on your tongue, you've got thousands of little hairs called villies. 
uh, or villi, and they are responsible for taste. So taste of sweet, taste of savoury. And the more fast food or junk you eat, the more that villi grows. And the more the villi grows, the more it craves salt and it craves sweetness, which is why sometimes if you have one chocolate bar, you might be on the hot, you might be on the chocolate train for about a week. Mm. Or if you have one bag of crisps, you might crave 10 bags of crisps. So what happens when you turn vegan or when you stop eating takeaways is the villi start to regrow. They start to get rid of the addiction to those salts and to those sugars. And that's why your palate changes. So every 90 days or so, um, your palate might change slightly. So something might not taste the way that it used to taste or you might not enjoy the taste of something anymore. And it's why children sometimes say, I don't like broccoli one day and then a week or so later they might like it. Mm. So the commitment to a vegan diet means that for the first, I'd say, 90 days or so, you may not enjoy cheese, vegan cheese. You may not enjoy vegan food. You may not like certain things. It doesn't mean that you don't, you won't like them once all of the salt and the sugar and the addiction to the fast food and the oils. Mm. It doesn't mean that you're not going to like them in 90 days. Yeah. And I'm not saying that as like a, in 90 days time, you will feel absolutely fine. It doesn't happen to everyone. But anatomically speaking, Mm. you need to have that recovery period so you can adapt to the vegan diet. And that's why you need the commitment. 100%, yeah. It's interesting to learn about the villi and that. I didn't know about that. Mm. But I do agree 100% that you can change your taste buds. And if I, you know, cheese to me now is cheese. You know what I mean? If I have vegan cheese, that that is what cheese is. If someone was to give me cheese on toast with cow's cheese... I know, I can can picture it now, what it tastes like. And it's just too much. It's it's too much, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know, it's probably took me six months to a year at the very start mm. to, to get to yeah. get used to it. And it's the same with raw foods. It's the same with, you know, when you start eating yeah. healthily and, you know, having a, you know, a, I don't know, a mango instead of a pack of crisps mm. or something, you do get used to it. And yeah. all of a sudden yeah. then it's like, it becomes non-existent. You don't crave these things yeah. anymore. Um, the, I, yeah. I would quickly say Shona, um, Council State Vegan, mm. she kind of nailed it on the head when she said, if I say milk, if I say chicken, if I say lamb, I'm vegan. You all know I'm vegan. I don't have to specify that it's vegan. Mm. Um, and that is something that I'm trying to cut out at the moment because I'm still saying, like, oh, it's vegan lamb, it's vegan this, it's vegan that. Um, and I'm trying to cut that out. But, yeah, she nailed it on the head by saying that, you know, you yeah. should just accept, just going back to what you were saying about the people with the oatly and the milk, you should just accept vegans will use those phrases because that is the most thing that is the thing that is most like mm. you know chicken or milk or whatever that's just normal for us mm. yeah 100 percent. yeah i think you, people use these terms to basically just not to cause confusion because when you do say cheese, yeah. they go, oh i thought you were vegan or um, i'm having a burger yeah. you can't have a burger yeah. but yeah it's um yeah i think that'll become more normalized as time goes on yeah Hopefully. L, it's been one twenty-two, so I won't waste any more of your day. But thank you for the chat; it's been uh, oh, great. You no you quite clued up on nutrition, food, everything. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's been it's been good to you. learn a few a few things. And um, your page is what for people wanting to try. It's food. very good, very nice. Very good. B e double r y. G double O D. Very good, very nice. nice. I don't know if you've seen the meme. Sorry, I don't know why I said of, that. I was expecting Berry to be like the place B or, or the Oh B U R Y. No. Berry is a berry, isn't it? Yeah, that's me being thick. Um 
I don't know if you've seen the little video of the guy in, I think it's Tenerife who goes around with all the gold watches selling stuff on the beaches yeah. with the umbrella thing on his head. Yeah. And um, he just looks at the camera and goes, very good, very nice, very good, very nice. I mean, and that's where, my, that's where my username comes from. And it goes hand in hand with your beautiful um, fruit cakes. But yes. I, I'm not a fan of fruit on cakes. I wish I was. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I can't have fruit on things, but they do look amazing. Yeah. Um, I have to limit the amount of sugar that I have. So, um, yeah, I don't eat a lot of fruit as much as I should. But thank you. Um, yeah, yeah. Thanks for inviting me. It's been fun. No, it's been good. Um, yeah, thank you. I'll um, I'll get this up as soon as possible. And, okay. um, yeah, it's been good to learn a few things. Thank you, Elle. Have a wonderful no day. And if you're ever down this part of the country... I absolutely will visit. There will be some food waiting for you. Thank you. I'm looking forward to meeting you in the future, Jake. Yeah, definitely. And you. Thanks, Al. All right. Nice. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.